Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast is presented by Mossy Oak Camouflage because everything is better in Bottomland. And Lucky Duck Premium Decoys, Masters of Deception. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Hey guys. What's going on? We got Benji on set today. Yeah, good to be back. Man, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back on the back porch at Feathers Chapel. It's kind of nice to do this after the sun goes down. It kind of is. <laughs> as fun as it is to do it in the middle of the day, it's just kind of like a, I feel like it's like your 11 a.m. kickoff versus like a 7.45. Yeah, it's like this is prime time. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels we're literally <laughs> under the lights. I mean, it feels like it feels like this is a bigger deal. It's a moment. Yeah. So I have to agree with that. Yeah. Ben, how's your back? Doing pretty good, man. Been back at work now for about three and a half weeks. Yeah. And uh, sympathy kind of tapering off. Maybe other people's. <laughs> no, but things are going well, and you know, just every day is a kind of kind of a different battle. Awesome. Well, it's good to see you without the back brace. Yeah, in know. that, in that, uh, felt like that was a graduation day of sorts. Where yeah. it's like, I don't sleeping need, good at night. No. Yeah. No, but I mean, I told I was joking with Kayla. I said I feel like I turned into an old man like overnight. Yeah. I said. I wake up at five o'clock because of pain, and then it takes about two hours to warm up. So naturally, I'm drinking coffee with the dog yeah. on the back porch. And Before long, you'll be up at four fifteen, sitting at a McDonald's, <laughs> staring out the window. I'm going to go to the store, on, man. Everybody to take a poop, up you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, Dad? Just, uh, just you know, up no, drinking just hang, coffee, hanging waiting. out, just waiting for it to hit. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel like that. But no, things are good. Well, you look a lot better than you did in the homecoming video. I, you know, the funny thing I was I was thinking about that on the way over here, and I was like, I feel like that was an eternity ago. Feels like yesterday. I know <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. But you know, it's just kind of funny. It's one of those things where it's that time of year. Time will work for you or just against evaporates. you. Evaporates. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Really does. You told me that before I kind of came on full time. You'll blink twice. It'll be second week <clears throat> yeah. of February. Yeah, like I totally thought I understood that. And I was like, yeah, man, no. I get it. It's busy and <laughs> the baby and, you know, it'll be fine. Nope. It, nope, it's busy. Speaking I feel of- like like it's hard to explain this season of life that I'm in to people, but I literally feel like two weeks ago we filmed chapter one. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, we turkey hunt till – the very last day of May, you kind of get June and July a free pass. Mm-hmm. But then it's like as soon as August rolls around, it's it's go time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so by third week of August, we're scouting, we're getting ready to go to Canada, all that kind of stuff. And then it takes two about weeks forty in minutes longer to go everywhere. Yeah, you hunt two weeks in September, and then next thing you know, it's like bam, it's we're you know we're in Canada. Canada, and then. Yeah. You get you start driving home from Canyon and you realize, oh my gosh, Arkansas is three weeks, four weeks away. Yeah, you know? yeah. Is it really? Yeah, pretty doggone close. Gosh, I'm not even thinking just about. A I mean, a little over a month. Yeah, 30, oh. 20, 29 days or something like yeah. that. Some, Heck, they're they're killing ducks in the states. Yeah, yeah, a few places. Yeah. yeah, I mean Utah and Minnesota and some other places, right? I don't know. They're open. I'm 
I, I don't keep up with Utah and Minnesota <laughs> seasons. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, He's kind of like that Let's guy. go get him some cheese curds and see if we can find <laughs> Listen, I had a bunch of that poutine in Canada, and it really kind of changes you. You start to really care about what's going on in those dairy states, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, me. speaking of Canada, yeah, a little road trip. Yeah, what you think? I mean, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it was the first time I'd ever been there. Yep. And, you know, I got to – felt a little bad about not making the road trip with y'all and doing yep. the flight, but, you know, after seeing y'all when y'all got out of the truck when I got there, you didn't I, feel bad I, I didn't all. feel bad. I was like <laughs> – it's like those men. Drake yeah. White said it best, worn and haggard. Worn it, man. <laughs> so when I first saw y'all, like the the that you know when we got there, and then the next morning, I was like, yeah, we got ten more days. Rob was all bright eyed and bushy tailed, and I was like, you don't, didn't don't talk to me, choking. Like, yeah. leave me alone. Like, quit smiling. You know, I think Spence and I maybe. I think we talked probably ten or twelve sentences the entire trip. But uh, he'd come over and he'd say something like, "Yes, go away." Like you're yeah. entirely too happy, <laughs> you know? Because I'm just well, I say like a puppy with three peckers, you know, <laughs> he just pop, just bobbing around. Listen, the best line you had all week. I got to say this, and we won't get too far. This, but he, he held one of the decoys and he was like, "Man, I love how the base is attached to these things." I looked at Kirk and I was like, I'm gonna "I hate it. those decoys. I hate those bases." If he says one more thing about how positive, like, stop it. <laughs> I'm just a really positive person. You are, and it's great. We all need that. It's just it's like apparently we don't need that. No, we <laughs> trust me, we do. We don't need to all all have our, our head in the sand all the time. Yeah, there's just a couple times when I mean I don't know if it's quite to that extent, but I'm just sitting around. I'm just soaking it in, right? Because everything is new, everything is different. Yep. You know, my only experience to like big wide open spaces is Kansas, and yep. Canada is a whole lot like certain stretches of Kansas, but it just in terms of how it's it also looks, like the moon. I mean, it really is. I mean, there was a couple. uh, There was a. There's one picture that I took. It was of uh, of Ricky and Boozer. I love Mm that. And they're way in the bottom left hand corner, and you can see the horizon. But like 95 percent of the picture is sky, and you can't see a grain bin. You can't see a power line. You can't see anything. Yeah, it's 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 wild. It's crazy. Well, I I saw it when you sent it to me while I was at work. And uh, that was a little bit of justice for when you went and hunted with Southern Prairie, and you, I almost no, went with you. I know, I know, we were even. I was getting pi- <laughs> I was getting pile pictures at ten thirty while I was in the middle of like audit well, and that's just and by I was the, like, what am I doing with my well, life? No, no, no. You got it at ten thirty because it just took that long to get there. We were done that's by right. eight. That's yeah. right. There you go. So, there you go. <laughs> no, but I looked at that and I was like, you know what? I don't think there's anything that typifies that experience than that picture. Yeah, that was it for me. I, I, I mean, it is like it's like this odd combination yeah. of like everything and nothing, and it's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's so cool, and it's so bizarre that those ducks love live it. there and love it and thrive. And I was telling, you know, you asked me how it was, and I've everybody I know has asked me that question. You know, <laughs> how how was it? You know, and and I've at, at various times in my life I would answer the way Rob would. He's like, man, it was awesome. You know, it was just. But the more I go and do it, the more I'm just kind of like. It was all right, you know. We got them, but it didn't. Yeah. It didn't feel like. Well, it was kind of a different year. It though. didn't feel like we plowed them like I wanted to. For sure, but yeah. we packed that trailer up and we left here with fifteen cases of shotgun Kent shotgun shells. We come back with two and a half cases. Holy left. moly! So That's the thing. There was a lot, a lot of shotgun death. shells spent <laughs> and death. Because so. that that was the thing is like for me. 
Again, all new, all great. Every time we got into a volley, I was just like, you know, like, have you seen that Chris Pratt meme where he like leans back in his chair and is like the, oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. And I kept looking at everybody like that and they kept looking at me like, what? Like, I'm like, guys. <laughs> we just killed 12. We should have killed 20. Stop yeah, it, Rob. That, that, was the, that was the thing. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just I, I had a big time. I thought it was really fun. I I really enjoyed the scouting. And, it was great. And, yeah. And I need. I was not saying all that to to poo poo the experience. yeah to poo poo you or to or to discourage you because I was saying it more than anything to just I, sometimes I have to remind myself to just take a deep breath and smell the yeah. smell the yeah. roses yeah. and enjoy it because it wasn't easy. But I mean, heck, we had in a in nine days of hunting we. I mean, we killed stuff every day, whether it was mm-hmm. geese or ducks. Yeah, oh, I think the, the, cranes. the lowest <laughs> the lowest kill day was like in the forties. Yeah, you know, and that was that felt really slow because it was like twenty in the morning, twenty in the afternoon. But shoot, we had three days where we killed anywhere between sixty and ninety mallards in an hour and a half stretch. I mean, Jeez. like. I mean, yeah. What else should you take want, us like, you know, exactly on yeah. dry field? I mean, it, it, what I want is like twelve of those days and shoot a hundred every day. I mean, yeah. you know, and and I need to I need to taper my expectations because it was awesome and we're shoot we're living the dream. You know, I mean, yeah, we went up there and burned powder and yeah. most of the world can't find shotgun shells and we got Kent shotgun shells just a blazing. Yeah, <laughs> man, <laughs> yellow ones up. and black ones, baby. That's right. We I did fun. shoot that 20 gauge. Oh my gosh. You're I am in love, huh? I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. And I, I don't care who knows it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been kind of a anti 20 popper. We've been, me and Keelan always make fun of Kurt about, I'm, you know, that's shooting those little go, yellow man. shells. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I absolutely knocked their teeth in the dirt with that. Well, let me ask you a question about the 20. I was kind of like that, but then I was like, well, let's try something just a little bit more challenging. I actually don't think it's more challenging. Like, I'm a better shot with one. For sure. Because it's not, you're not having to, like, correct. You're not having, like, you know, after you're not having to pick back up. Like, you reacquire the, yeah, yeah. you never lost it. It's like, bam, bam, bam. And I think subconsciously, I've, I've heard people say that because it doesn't kick as hard, you're not reflexively kind of. Like bracing sort of for it, not bracing knocking, for it, yeah. yeah. It's not and so you, and so you hold a little picture. more true. You're not you, pulling you're, your shot. You're more relaxed, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, it was. I remember the first time I shot one, I freaking tripled, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me. It took me a couple times to kind of get used. But one one particular hunt, we um, an afternoon hunt. I was on far right end, and the dog was beside me. And for whatever reason, I usually try to get on the offside. So. Like, if I think the ducks are going to land on the left side, I try to get on the weak side, on the far right end. Yeah. That way, the dogs, everybody is shooting kind, kind of away, away from the yeah. dog. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As opposed to mm-hmm. her, everybody shooting across the front of her. Well, for whatever reason, the ducks were being squirrely, and they wanted to land right in front of the dog. And so, two or <laughs> awesome. three times, two or three times, yeah, I mean, it was great. Two or three times, there'd be like eight or ten that would light at about 20 yards, kind of yeah. to my two o'clock. And Brooks right here on my hip. And nobody else could shoot because it's kind of the way we were mm-hmm. facing. And so I'd just kind of roll up on my knees and just, tunk, 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 <laughs> you know. And so I had to kind of concentrate, and it, that's when I fell in love. There was, was a couple like, of those times he rolled over and he did that, and he's like, yeah, sorry, guys. I couldn't, didn't really have a call. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, but the, but, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but it was, it was sparse enough where, like, if we were having big numbers all the time, you know, you might have let those go. But there was definitely a time where it was like, we got to yeah, kill stuff. Yeah. And, I mean – but it was funny. Everyone kind of dialed in. Everyone kind of 
took time on their shots and really made it work. And That's one of the best groups I've ever taken. I've, I've, it was fun. Every year it seems like there's a couple, you know, there's there's it's just the dynamic of a group that yeah. size on that length of a trip really matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially in the truck and the long drive, like, and it's, it's, there's just so much teamwork to it. And, yeah. And everybody that I had this year was like a well-oiled machine. They yeah. knew everything went in the trailer and they, I mean, it was just, it, it operated. Well, and everybody flawlessly. just, yeah, everybody just dove in and just did stuff. There, you didn't people see people standing around. Right. And, and what you don't realize on a freelance trip versus an outfitter is like an outfitter's got two, three trucks on the road every day, morning, evening, While scouting. you're hunting, yeah. I mean, and we're, we're, when we're hunting, somebody's either not hunting or we're only one scout, you yeah. know. And, and if we're morning hunting, nobody's scouting in the morning, you know. So it's, yeah. We don't have nearly as many wheels and eyeballs on the road as as an outfitter would. So for us to you know pull it off, it it always it's you know it's an uphill battle. It's not easy, but yeah, it was that was definitely a team effort. We hunted everybody's stuff. Everybody that was there found something. We hunted it their way. Everybody kind of it wasn't just like a one person's yep. you know show. And so, anyways, it it was good. But but let's talk about that more next week cuz this week we need to talk to somebody who actually did something successful with their life over the last couple of weeks like big time career juju. We just went and piddled ate hot wings and We pizza ate and- listen Ben. When I say we ate a lot of hot wings, that was like that was the main course of food every single Everywhere you went. That was, was like hot wings and and like pasta are the only two things. And schooners. And, and I was full tilt on keto. I literally ate hot wings lunch and dinner for like eight of the ten days we were there. Like I'm sick of seeing it. It was some serious. We're not going to do that anytime soon, huh? (laughs) Oh man, I don't know. uh, I go back to (laughs) I go eat some hot wings tomorrow. I love them. (laughs) Good stuff. Well, let's see if we can get Adam here on the phone. Hello. What's up, brother? Rob, my man, you you have you, you need to climb to the top of the tower down there in Foster's and make sure y'all got some cell phone signal or. Uh, I'm I'm up on top of the water tank. Okay, I didn't know if, <laughs> I didn't know if Carrie needed to send you some aluminum foil up there or what you needed to do to get plenty of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, you know you have to pump service in down here, bud. <laughs> I hear you. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm tired, but I'm good. I don't have anything to complain about. Tell us, uh, where where all have you been? We 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 teed this up by saying we're gonna talk before we talk about Canada. On our end, we're gonna talk to somebody who actually did something positive for their career over the last three weeks. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> welcome to the big show. Oh. You're, you're, you're today's hero. Oh. Oh, so we're live, huh? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I always hot mic anybody I call. <laughs> I appreciate the, appreciate the heads up. You know? uh, and I've been, action. <laughs> man, I have been all the way across the country for the first time in my life. We went to Idaho for the 2021 Master National Hunt Test. So. Um, that's as far away from home as this old boy's ever been. Mm, heard that. They they uh, but you went past Idaho, didn't you? Didn't y'all go to Oregon? We did. We went we went through Idaho into Oregon to pre-train, 
for a few days. So you get there a week in advance. So you give the dogs time to adjust to, you know, the new grounds, the different altitude. It's just all the different stuff. And plus they ride in a truck for four days mm. and you just got to get the road off of them. You know, you get there and pre-train. And, <laughs> you know, let them adjust. If not, you know, you'll go, if you show up on Friday and run on Saturday, you might as well just, Stay um, home. Throw the towel in. Yeah. I, yeah hope you don't ever, I hope you don't ever say that around my black dog. Because I'm not going a week <laughs> ahead and just letting her stretch her legs before we go back. We should probably do that next year. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I only go up there for one thing. <laughs> well, it's a little different when you're going just to chase ducks and when you, you know. That's right. There's something on the line. So we don't, we don't leave any stone unturned. I hear you. Don't hear go all the way across the country to. To not be prepared, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so why Oregon? Why were you training in Oregon? Like, were you right um, on the state line, or? Yeah, it was right on the state line. So okay. it's like the only county in Oregon that's still in mountain time zone. Hmm. Um, just there was a lady there, and the people that we met and pre-trained with got the the grounds lined up, and it just happened to be in Ontario, Oregon, is what it's called. Um, gotcha. You got there That's and you're like, we went, too We're in Ontario. Hey, at that point, too far was not even an option, you know. That's <laughs> a long way. Jeez. Well, so for for the listener, talk to us, you know, what in the world you were doing? How'd you how'd you end up getting there in terms of the qualification and who you went with and kind of expand a little bit on that. All right. So um in the AKC, the American Kennel Club hunt test game, the highest level that you play at is called Master. And once a year, they have the Master National. And it rotates time zone. So, Eastern, Central, Mountain, Pacific. Mm-hmm. So, next year, it'll move over into Washington. Um, but anyway. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> the, the wrong way, boy. I, Adam. But I, I don't want to tell you. I don't rotates. Yeah, I don't want to tell you to run your business, but I'd tell them like Trudeau and be like, y'all holler at me in two years, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. It's going to be in South Georgia uh, next time. So maybe in go. 2023, we'll take another stab at it. <laughs> but um, so once a year we, in, the, in the fall, they have the Master National. And that's dogs from all over the country that have passed six master hunt tests in that year time frame from August 1st to July 31st to qualify for that event that fall. And um, there was 1,122 or some odd dogs uh, signed up this year. Biggest one ever. The hunt test game's flourishing. 2020 and COVID really blew it up, I guess, huh? You know, I thought um, it might have put a damper on it. And the fact that out of that, let's say, 1,120 dogs, I bet you, I'd have to look at the breakdown, but I bet you 850 came from the eastern half of the United States. Wow. So, they were just jealous and ready to go. Yeah, so um, it's a pretty big deal. You know, people from all over the country, from Maine to Florida, Washington to California, all come to this deal. So That takes a pretty bunch big of deal. ground just to hold everybody and park their trucks. I mean, it, it is a bunch of ground, a bunch of different farms, at this, different ranches on this deal. So uh, we were in McCall, Idaho, in between McCall and Cascade. 
and it's really in between two mountains of valley. Um, and it was beautiful. I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like it. It was really a pleasure to get to go out there and do that. But on different ranches, so this ranch had this flight, this ranch had this flight, and there was A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H flights, I think. Jeez. So, yeah. There was a hundred, started out with 162 dogs in our flight or something like that. All right. So, all right. So, how many dogs did you take? 13? I, 13, yeah. I all took right. 13. And, and I handled 12 of them, and I had a, one of my clients handled one. Okay. And so, when you go out mm-hmm. there, what is your, is everybody testing for the same thing? Yes. Um, Yes, everybody's testing for the same thing and the same objective, and they have to meet the same standards. But, like, my flight had this series of tests, and another flight will have another series of tests. And so, and then once I got those three series done, we flip flight with somebody else. Right. So, some people ran the same test, but other people ran different tests, but they all have the same concept, the same thought put into them. Right. And so, so if it's you, not just like. Yeah. So if you pass everything, if you pass everything, what are you a, um, a what's it what's it called? What's what's it called when you? All right. So if you pass at one time, you get a, a a master national plate, like the silver plate that you've seen we put on it. Everybody put on the internet right. when mm-hmm. we pass. Mm. Um, once you pass it twice, you get the title of master national retriever, and then after three times. You you get Master National Hall of Fame. So, um, so really, the third one is what we're all shooting for. You know, put our dogs in the Hall of Fame. So it's a so passing that week long of tests is is considered a Master National pass. Basically, is that yes, yeah, and and you're that's, going that's exactly right. And so, of your thirteen dogs, how many of them were going for their first pass, and how many were going for seconds and thirds? All right, so I have one going for the third. I have one dog going to the Hall of Fame this time. Unreal. I had awesome. five. I had five or six going for their first one, and everybody else was going for their second one. Okay, so you were so, split. I think right now I'm sitting, Kevin. yeah, right now I'm sitting with six that have two passes that could go into the Hall of Fame next year. Man. Oh, boy. Well, That's I take awesome. back my yeah. previous comment. You need to go to Washington, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, we can't wait for two years for this. <laughs> we need to. We just need to find you an airplane. <laughs> I, I tell you, on the way out there, I was like, "This is bull crap. That's too far away from home." How far away from home were you when you felt that way the first time? Like Sykeston, Missouri. About- <laughs> <laughs> Cape Girardeau, was exactly where that big summer goal was. He left the shin gear warehouse about 11 o'clock and they got to Sykeston, Sykeston and they weren't Missouri. open yet <laughs> for third rolls. And he was yeah. like, we're too far from Alabama. <laughs> I was at least going to give a link in Nebraska. You know? That is pretty far. <laughs> uh, that's about, two, about one-third, I guess, Lincoln is, you know. I was like, there ain't no way I'm going, no way I'm going to Washington. This is crazy, you know. Then I go out there and I have a little bit of success. So now I'm making plans. I'm going to Washington. I heard you that. Bet. You better. You just need to take Miss Carrie and the girls with you. <laughs> I know it. I that's a. I may try to find out a way to get them, get them out there at some yeah. point next year. Get an Airbnb out there. That's pretty cool. Man. And then, 
And then next year it's uh, September the fifteenth, I think. So it'll be a little earlier. Hmm. Hmm. Gotcha. Is uh so, so is this the first? How many dogs have you gotten in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I got this makes the second. That's awesome. wow. So this is pretty. Uh-huh. I mean, this is not exactly old hat to you. This is a big deal. No, it's, it's, that's right. Uh, this was my fourth match in Nashville to run. I think that's awesome. I ran in South Carolina and then St. Louis, and then I took two years off. And then I went back to South Carolina to get one. Yeah, so fourth. That was my fourth one. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I got a question. So yeah, it's not not an old deal for me. It's still pretty new. I got I got a quick question for you about like the the process for the the dogs that are like your <clears throat> shooting for their second pass and their third pass. Oh, by the way, Adam, this is Ben. Ben, Adam, Adam, hey, Ben. Hey, nice to meet you, my brother. Hey, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like What's I know up? you, What's man. Up, I feel like I know you. <laughs> Um, I know it. I, I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> so, uh, and this is just not knowing the game type question. For your dogs that are the that are looking for their second and their third pass, are the requirements for, I guess, being able to sit and run, are they the same? Or do they, because they've already passed once, do they kind of have kind of a, well, you don't have to pass as many. How, like, do you, have to get, like? you have to get six again next yeah. year to get them yeah. to Master National again? Yeah, since they've been there once right. at, that po- at, that, at that level, do, do they have to prove themselves quite mm-hmm. the same way? Right. All right. So, when you go and pass for Master National for the first time, that when you pass it, it counts as two passes toward the next one. Oh, so okay. You, so, so, now when you, you pass, only you only have to have four. Got it. I got yep. you. But you still got to right, run. And then you still have to run. And then once you get that third one into the Hall of Fame, that qualifies you forever. So you don't have to qualify again. I got you. When you're running for the when, third one. No, when you pass – after you pass the third one. Got it, got it, so got, like, it got it, got it, got it. So, like, Zeus, this dog Zeus, and it's kind of special to me. This is the first litter I ever had, hmm. and I thought one of my buddies and clients Jeremy Bolden, I talked him into buying one of the puppies, and you know he stuck with him, and and now he's in the Hall of Fame. So it was kind of sweet to me. Oh yeah, uh, coming off my first litter ever, and it was it was a cool deal. But he don't have to qualify ever again. I so got gotcha. you. The only hunt test he'll run from now on will be the Master National. Yeah, and you'll just take him up there just as for old time's sake, or you're trying to get a fifth. Yeah. So it, after you get three. Your MNH, Master National Hall of Fame, that's your title. Mm-hmm. Then you can be MNH4, MNH5, and so forth. And the and the all-time record is nine. There's three Holy dogs cow. in the history of the event that How? passed it nine times. Goodness gracious. Dog running when it was 12 or something? <laughs> they had to start But really, they have to start young and have to have a, 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 a longevity of career. There's really no room for error. So here's a – I got a strategy question for you. Oh, so right. w- when you've got a dog that's sitting, that's about to run their third time, and they've already got, well, they're sitting on two passes already in the beginning of that year, just have four left. What What are you doing as a trainer still to to get them ready? Because I mean, it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off because you don't have to pass two. But how do you keep that dog ready? Because I've I've run a test, yeah. the HRC test oh up in Covington. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the most fun times 
that I ever did. I, I definitely want to do it again with the next dog I get. I'm going to go through it. But I could tell that the earlier stuff was more for the dog just to get used to the environment than it was what her ability was. And this knucklehead was just doing backflips in the, in, I mean, it was, inc- it was insane. And, um, you know, I kind of, one of my buddies always jokes with me. He said, you know, that he called me afterwards, how'd it go? And I was like, man, I want to throw up. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, it takes something special to pay that much money for your dog to make you look like an idiot, doesn't it? And I was like, golly, man, you're not kidding. <laughs> but all that aside, you know, I mean, this is like way different stuff. But what do you do to just keep them, I mean, keep them sharp? Like, what, what do you, I mean, does your plan change or what, what do you do? Keep running them, I guess. Well, we do have a plan, and probably a lot more thought goes into it than maybe even is necessary. But, you know, we want to keep them sharp. We want to keep them on the top of their game. But what we set out for pre-national training, so three months before the the master national test starts, I start in on my pre-national regiment. And that includes, you know, training, but it also includes exercise, you know, balancing, how much actual work a dog gets versus mindless activity, like mm-hmm. running beside the four-wheeler, swimming beside the canoe. Mm-hmm. Still training, but it's mindless. It doesn't require any mental pressure, pressure or any physical pressure, right? So you're getting the dog in shape. That way, when when he comes in and he's got that third bird way out there and, he, and he's tired, he's already picked up two, he's still got the focus. And he's in shape good enough to have enough desire and focus to go long and get yeah. that bird. Or you got to run that hard line after you've picked up that hard set of marks. You still have dogs left to be able to do yeah. that. But um, you, you balance your marks. You balance your blinds. Um, you know dogs' tendencies. So, you know, going into the test right there before the end of it, we want to break them down and then start bringing them back up the hill. And hopefully as the test starts, the dogs are peaking. They think that mm-hmm. I'm the best dog on the planet. There's nothing that I can't do going into it. But maybe five or six days before that, you want them thinking, how in the heck did I ever get qualified for this thing? <laughs> All right. And then you start bringing them up the mountain, and you hope that you don't hit the top of the mountain before the test starts. Hmm. So, so we've talked about this before. I hope I answered your question. No, I did. It was great because yeah. that's kind of what I was wanting to know is, you know, you know that they can do the work. They've done it once before, but yeah. it's kind of one of those things like when you are at the top of your game, it's I feel like it's harder to stay there yep. than it is to, you know, do what you just described. So that, it, that was perfect. It really is. And you're talking about your dogs, you know, getting high in the holding blind and all that stuff. And I'll, these dogs are to the point where I'll walk up I don't put my lead on them until the very last second. And then I go get in the home line and, and I make them face, I make them turn their rear into the home line and face out to me. And they know the regiment. We've done it enough mm-hmm. to where it ain't nothing but a G thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they just go and, and do, they go and they do hopefully what I've called them to do and, you know, make disciplined decisions. They don't always happen, but that's what we hope for. Yeah. And um, hopefully if they do not make the right decision that I'm smart enough to bail them out at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, Adam, you really sound like you're in the Saban coaching tree because <laughs> sounds yeah. like Saban in a press conference after they did their job after they just wailed on <laughs> Ole Miss and just mad about everything. And yeah, notice I was pretty quiet during. Uh, we don't get a lot of channels up in up in Canada, but we got that one. <laughs> so saw about the first uh, four touchdowns, and I said, "Hey, who wants to go scout?" I was like, I'm "Pretty much done." Yeah. But like I've joked, yeah, I noticed. Go, I didn't, go ahead. I know. I noticed I didn't hear much from you for a couple of days there. You know? No, no, no. You got to know when to chirp and when not to chirp. And Adam. There's not many old Miss fans that know when to chirp and not chirp, so I'll give it to Rob. <laughs> At least he, he knows. I don't. I don't know if it was because Keelan Samples was with us and he's about the size of Sasquatch and he's as big of an Alabama yeah. fan as there is. If that's why he was quiet, or if he was just really trying to be oh, polite. Oh gosh! But, uh, well, it's funny. I get this text from a two five six number that I apparently didn't have in my phone, and I'm up in Canada. And it says, "Hope you're not wearing your old Miss gear." And I was like, "Who's this trolling me?" And then we come in, and he had just showed up, and then was sitting at the dinner table, and he was like grinning. And I see you didn't get your yeah. old fish gear yeah. on there. Hotty toddy, <laughs> Rob. Right, what about that, Rob? Did you catch that football game? <laughs> but uh, but now since Alabama's one loss, I feel like you you know you and, here we yeah, go. Save. Here's the Adam. <laughs> here we go. Chirping. You know, Saban gets his chance to really nothing scarier to me than a one loss Alabama. I'll just oh, go ahead and throw yeah. that out there because yeah. he gets like you said. And I'm all joking aside now, now just like you get to break down a dog and then build it back up to where to see what it could do. It's kind of that same thing as he's about to break those boys down. <laughs> then they're going to be real nasty. I'm guessing he's three uh, days into breaking them oh down. Gosh. <laughs> I'm thinking there's not much left to break down he, on a Wednesday afternoon. I'd say probably four days. Yeah. Adam and I were talking on the phone. Go ahead. I, I can tell you, I would imagine he, he knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. And he's been licking his chops, waiting on it to happen. Oh yeah, the the them getting beat. I I figured that much, you know. Yeah, I was telling. But was, he's probably then got him good. Yeah, I was trying to justify it to somebody the other day. You know, I said uh, I said you can't beat Alabama by kicking field goals. Then apparently you no. can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, but it looked like yeah, y'all were having Rob a big time. With that one the other day. Yeah. It looked like y'all were having a big time out there, you and Tyler and Mr. Jimmy. and We really did, man. And those two guys are two of my very best friends, and I I, I really enjoyed going going out there with them and spending the time with them. And, you know, we, we tried to do our video updates as much as we can, but, you know, there's early morning, late nights. You come in, all you want to do is eat and rest. You know, all of that stuff kind of goes. Y'all, y'all did it, great. At the end of the day, it's business. Y'all did great. I we were in Canada doing business. Rob asked me to do a podcast update every afternoon. I just straight up said, nope. <laughs> he looked at me like a lost puppy dog. He was like, why not? And I was like, no. Like, well, I don't even want to talk about this That's anymore. Right. I'm not doing that every day. I'm not putting these headsets yeah. on. And the week before, he's like, Rob, we need to do more podcasts. <laughs> I was like, okay. Not while we're in Canada. <laughs> One thing on my mind. I'm never taking this board anywhere on a trip I ever again. You. I warned you. Oh, man. Adam, Adam, I got another question for the training aspect. Yeah, man. It has me intrigued. I've been around a little bit of it, not a bunch. Um, Right. One of the things that you mentioned about in the pre-training, and I was going to ask you anyway, was about the altitude difference. And I know that, I mean, heck, one time I was walking around in Denver, and this was years ago, and I was in actually a shape that wasn't round. And 
A little bit more oblong back then. <laughs> yeah. And holy mackerel, I was walking around the campus at CSU, and uh, it was not, we didn't get very far along, and I felt like I had been running wind sprints for hours. How how fast do you notice your dogs kind of acclimatizing to things? Do you worry about things like altitude sickness with them like you do in people that are kind of not used to it? What, what, what do you see, and, and what do you, I mean, just how long does it take? I was I was worried about the altitude difference, and I can honestly say that I did not notice it bothering my dogs whatsoever. <laughs> I was I think it bothered me more than it did the dogs. You know? <laughs> How did you do with pre training? No, <laughs> <laughs> my head was hurting. Um, so altitude sickness is same. a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I am that round shape you were talking about, man. <laughs> My nose dried out up there in that air, oh, and like yeah. my sense, my sense of smell got so strong to where like anything bothered it. And my, you know, like somebody smoked a cigarette like a hundred yards heard from me, and I was like, well, "This time, who got just... a cigarette?" No, they were a hundred yards from me. You know, I love, I love, I love the honesty. There's 1120 dogs. You know that there's. Alpo O'Roy dog doo doo smell oh, everywhere. everywhere. Adam's picking out the one cigarette smoke. Oh. Bless his heart, Adam. I, I'm amused to that the dog doo doo smell. So. Money. <laughs> when Rob was down, he was just like, yeah, what is it, Rob? Come on, man. This is money. No, I was okay until I went in there to get some some footage of them cleaning out the kennels and they vaporized a turd right in front of me and I like walked into it and I, and I went to gagging. I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> See, in my business, that smells like money. That's exactly right. So, money, money, money. One of my girls came today. So, I was sitting at my desk, and she came to my she came in the office. She said, hey, can you help me? My back hurts. And I said, sure. Walked outside, and she had a 55-gallon drum line full of turds. And I was like, you know, this would be easier. Empty you, it more yeah, frequently. I will buy you as many garbage bags as you want. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So you hit that whistle but, and you went to falling over because you ran out of air. <laughs> Just dude, I'm telling you, man. But it, it bothered me more than it did the dogs. I was worried about the water, the, the temperature of the water difference too, was hmm. a big thing that was on my mind. Interesting, because um, the water was significantly colder there than it was at home. Um, but it didn't seem to bother that. Didn't bother me either. So maybe they're just well trained. I mean, I guess you got to hydrate them a lot that. more. That was a given, man. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, they did drink a lot of water at first when I got out here. Man. I noticed that. Was um, All right, so on, on the scale of, like, easy to ridiculously hard, you know, what, what, what were the tests? I mean, did you feel like these were cupcakes, or was this push you to your limit? Impossible? What was – I'd say the first series was a seven out of ten. Okay. It wasn't a cupcake, but it wasn't like, good God, how are we going to get these ducks picked up? The second series was, to the neck of the eye, this didn't look hard, but it was extremely difficult. Mm. Um, there was people, you know, handling and double handling on the marks. Mm. And what they did, they had a like a creek or a ditch to say, 15 yards wide, and they threw two birds from one side across the ditch to the other other yeah. side, and it kind of splashed in some muck, and they were real tight to one another, 
and it really confused the dogs. Yeah. And then there was just there was vast openness beyond them. And if a dog got over there and couldn't find it, they just would run and keep going. So there was just it was a disaster. Yeah. But um, we got we got all of all of my dogs through that series. So I was proud of them. There I had some. Was that the one that do it we were real talking well. about? Was that the one that you were talking about where there was a land, but there was like water on it? Yeah, that was the first area. It was a land test, but it had a ditch of water in it. We, our first three tests, we got in the water, and one of them was a land test. Huh. So, mm. um, they just didn't have a lot to choose sure. from as far as water out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just not just a ton of ponds and stuff. Yeah. Plus, it's it's pretty dry out there too right now. I think. Yeah. But I would say that second test was probably a nine out of a 10 and the third series is probably an eight out of 10. And then the fourth series, I'm going to say it was another seven. So, so that's about what you get at the national. You're not going to get any cupcake. Tests, no. but, so, did, and you may get one. It's really hard to though. And to get a master national pass, you got to pass all four of those tests, right? Yes. And there's, there's technically there like the last national we had six series. They want to get six series in if time allows it. Gotcha. Well, this year we were a day late starting and because some of the judges came down with COVID, so they bumped it back a day. And then somebody in our flight actually came down with COVID. So I think they just said, Look, we got four series in. We're gonna we're gonna call it right here and just be done. Hmm. So And um, and does it if you do four series is, is it Alternate land, water, land, water, like that? It does. It's land. So, like a master test, a weekend master test is three series. A land test, a water test, and a land-water combo test. Okay. So, theoretically, if you do six series, you'll do two of each. And then I got two of them will have an honor. Two of them will have double blind. Um, and, on, and, so. and in the AKC games, can you uh, – my only experience is in the – HRC, uh, the UKC uh-huh. HRC, and, and you can't handle to more than one of the marks. What What's your handling rules in the AKC game? Right. That that still stands true in AKC. If you got a triple set of marks, you can only handle on one of them 9.9 times out of 10. There may be a certain special circumstance or something, but yeah. Um, so if you go in the next series and you handle on one of the marks again, you can best sure fire from there on out. You better get them clean or you'll be dropped because so, your marking scores just won't average out. I got you. Mm. And and mm-hmm. on on your on these tests, how far are these retrieves? Like what kind of distances are we talking about? You know the tests weren't they weren't just huge. I think we had a hundred and ten yard bird and two a seventy five and a. 78-yard bird on our marks in the first. Um, in the second, I'm going to say we had a 90-yarder and two 60-yarders. That's no slouch. So, <laughs> and, and are um, those in cover? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, don't laugh yeah. now, Adam. I mean, <laughs> you talk to him about old boy here. I, I mean, hunted that, a, I hunted in a pea field, okay? I mean, I can see that duck fall that, two and a half miles away, so my dog, she, she's a hell of a market in a pea field they, two uh, miles off. 
They they were not laying out there like a third in a punch bubble, I promise you that. <laughs> is it, but in terms of cover, is it a lot of cover or is it moderate cover? Like, can the dog see you the whole time? Oh, yes, for the mo- most of the time they can. Mm-hmm. There was on, a, on our second second water blind, our second series water blind, the dog got in the water, and he swam down the shore. Yeah. So right down the shore, then he had angle angle exit, and then angle back in a piece. And when they went in that last piece of water, you lost them. So they had to push through there and come out the other side and, before you seen them again. And they needed to do both of those things without being handled? No, on a blind, you can handle. Oh, uh, I missed the part that is yeah. blind. I got okay. you. Okay. It, yeah, it was a blind. And that that particular blind was probably 125 yards. So those, both, of last, those both those angles, the, the judges told y'all as handlers – that they wanted you challenging the line, hit this bank at this angle, hit that hit that water at that angle. That's right. They, they say challenge challenge our line to our water blind, and that means you know if you get in right here and get out too far left and don't ever get back in, that's not good enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we had a strong crosswind on that one from right to left, and it was blowing you to the shore. Perfect. And to me, the number one factor is a, a strong crosswind. Mm-hmm. Because a dog doesn't want to cast into it, mm-hmm. they'll scallop. Especially after they get in and get out wet, mm-hmm. then you ask them to get back in. That's that's difficult mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Gosh, the composure. and that's exactly what this blind had. Yeah, yeah. The composure yeah. for the handler to do this for three weeks that was pretty immense Yaw. too. It's one thing for the dogs, yeah, to do, I mean, but for you to stay engaged like that, that's a lot. It's so hard to do, you know, especially after you go up there and you got. You go up and do a good job, you do a good job, you do a good job, and then you have one that doesn't do exactly what you wanted to do. You can't let that carry over mm-hmm. to the next dog. Yeah. You got to forget it. That's in the past. I got to focus on my next dog mm-hmm. and help that dog get through this test. So. so you focused a lot on kind of telling us about how your dogs stay sharp, kind of through yeah. what you do. What do you do? To stay sharp, or is this like trade secret stuff? Like we got to hit cocaine, the pause button. Adderall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, do we need to hit the pause button for this answer? Yeah, there's all or... kinds of stuff that's legal out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Uh, just, I mean, you kind of hinted at a little bit, but I know the answer. Coke Zero. Coke Zero does. It? Well, heck, I mean, whatever Coke Zero he's drinking. Y'all stop talking. Let the man answer. <laughs> so Coke Zero was hard to come by out there on the West Coast. You know, uh, really. I almost ran out, but Coke Zero is a big part of it, man. But um, so my mindset on this deal, and it's going to be kind of saving that too, and I'm going to hear it from Rob probably. But <laughs> well, I mean, you it know, works. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get caught up on success because once you go and you pass seven, all right, say seven out of ten or eleven, and then the next time, if you're just success driven you got to pass eight to reach that same level of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And there's the bar is always set higher each time. And I try to avoid being success-driven as hard as it is, and it still is part of how it drives you. But you got to get caught up in the process of what you do and the, the process of um, preparing and in the fashion of what you do and focus on that versus – I got to pass 10 or I got to pass nine. I feel like 
that helps me stay focused more. Mm-hmm. If I if I focus on the process of what I'm trying to accomplish yep. instead of the end result. Absolutely. So. Oh, I, I don't know if that answered your Tuscaloosa. question, no, or not, but Tuscaloosa. that's kind of how I. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes a ton of sense because you know if you kind of start focusing too much on the end result, somehow you end up losing sight of the process, and then you end up just driving to Idaho for nothing. Man, we we just don't know about winning championships like this. In we Tennessee. don't. I mean, they won so <laughs> oh, many championships whoa, 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 down whoa, whoa. there what in Tuscaloosa that like, <laughs> even their dog trainers it's start in thinking. Water. <laughs> it's, something's in that Warrior River. I don't know what it is. We need uh, something bad. I'm just sitting over here, old Memphis State fan, still got her feelings hurt. The SEC won't let us play. But I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overthinking. At the end of the day, just so, sound like it. Didn't no. look like it. Didn't look like it. Dang sure. And, all right. So you got so. if you've got thirteen dogs on your trailer and one of them's being handled by uh, your customer, your client. So that means you got mm-hmm. twelve dogs. Will all twelve of yours be in the same flight? Yes, absolutely. So yeah. that way you're not ping ponging between tests. You can go uh, kind of set up yeah. shop. Psychological game of that would be rough. And. And how many? Well, that, that would be tough. How many other dogs were in your flight? How many dogs are in a flight total? Um, I think I think there was 162 to start out with, and there was a few scratches per like flight. A, like I had uh, per flight. Whoa! So if you yeah. so so they call your number, you take a dog to the line. How many dogs between? that dog and your next one, eight or ten? I mean, was it kind of evenly spaced out, or do y'all kind of do the deal where once you start running, you just run back to back to back and get all yours knocked out? No. So, at the opening ceremonies, they draw a starting dog number, and this year it was 62. All right, so dog 62 was going to run first. And so my numbers ran from 65 to 124, I believe. So about every six dogs, that's 65, 74, 83, oh, I 91, got you. So they, they, literally, they literally establish a running order. It's not like. They have a running order. Okay. Yeah, it's, all right. It ain't like the rinky-dink stuff I participate. Yeah, it's not like the rinky-dink stuff I participate in where everybody's like, cause they got I'll it. go next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You got the- well, the difference being is you may have, uh, if that says, say you were there running season. Well, here comes Jimmy Rogers. It's got two and started, yeah. four in season, and right. he's got six and finished. Right. There's nobody else has anywhere to be but at their flight right. this thing. Well, after so. after I was like the second dog, the first five tests, me and Katie, Brett came over and put his arm around me. He goes, son, you know if you'd let him throw 100 ducks over there and that pile of sick gets a little stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I sat there and my jaw hit the ground. I was like. Uh, it does get I feel trickier. Like such an idiot. Did <laughs> not even think about oh. this. It does get trickier on the water ones because they start riding a little low. <laughs> yeah, yeah for saying. sure. <laughs> I love you Brad want to Copeland. run toward the end on land and, and uh, toward the front on water. Early. <laughs> there you go. Hey, listen, I'm just. I'm up there being a hard-tailed dad, like, Katie, get it out of the way. Get the dog up there and y'all knock it out so we can just sit back and relax and enjoy the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> Brett's like. Hey, listen, old Brett ain't real smart, but he had a point right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I hear you. I hear you. He, he, but what no, he there's, a, there's a running order. Okay. Well, he lacks what now? I was going to say, when he lacks in smarts, he makes up in beauty. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, he's got <laughs> he's got good looks that all the rest of us don't really possess. So. <laughs> oh gosh, I love you. I hope he listens to this long enough to get to that point and call me and be mad. I, I haven't know. heard from him in a while. <laughs> I'm going to call him and tell him he's burning his ears up on the podcast last night. And I guess and for those listening, if y'all haven't listened to the Doghouse podcast episode uh, of Brett and Mr. Jimmy and Adam, it's hilarious. Brett the is three of them treasure. together are just <laughs> – I was treasure. when I listened to it when I was on my way to Foster's last time to come pay a visit to you, Adam, and that was uh-huh. hysterical. Those three together. Oh man! Oh man! And Brett, Brett's one. Of, you know, me and Jimmy and Tyler are great friends, and Brett is like our other friend. That so we have a group text, and that we keep going, and um, it's us four. We're all we're all just you know. All that was said about Brett and love, and you know, I love him to death. And, <laughs> there was a lot um, said. <laughs> he, he ain't real smart, but I love him. You know, <laughs> bless his heart. <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man yeah well what's on so, tap for the next two weeks for you are you uh what like the seasonally are you dialing hunting dogs in you know tapering down what's what's this time of year look like for a dog trainer of your caliber um yes so i'm going to start dialing in my young dog so i have some that that Austin and Mr. D just kind of threw March for while I was gone that need to, you know, get back to handling and, and progress in that area. So I've already started back on those guys and um, I'll probably lay off of a bunch of hunt tests right now and then pick that back up in the spring and just, um, I'll build, I'll build young dogs this winter that aren't really ready to hunt, but that they have a bright future and we're just yeah. going to kind of bypass this hunting season and, and train to go ahead and get going for the future. Now, next fall, Sis is going to Canada, and Brooke's probably yep. going to stay here. Mm. If she goes, she it it'll only be she only hunted I only hunted her three times for four 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 days, and we hunted a couple mornings and afternoons. But uh, so uh, don't don't uh, I'll tell you like I told Marty Roberts. Now you you send a. You send a crummy dog up there with me, and I'll ship her back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I promise you, if she if she's crummy, we'll decide that before Canada. <laughs> okay, so, good. You know, I won't, I won't keep her that long if, she, if she's not good enough. <laughs> good, <laughs> good. How many dogs will you have over the winter, like during duck season? Do you, do you keep some all year? I guess I do, and I hopefully it can be like ten or twelve. But you know, I. I'm blessed and very, very fortunate. My phone's been ringing, and that's a good thing. But I also kind of want to not be 100% hooked to the plow because I do like to go hunt. I love it. It's one of my top passions in my life is duck hunting. I really, really, really enjoy it. And so I don't want to overwhelm myself where I can't go duck hunting either. Mm-hmm. I hear so, you. I hear if you. I can hover between 10 and 15, that would make me real happy. And and um, what's a closer to ten? That's fine too. What, at the at the peak of the year, what what do you have? Forty, fifty dogs? Yeah, I think this year um, we had around fifty Jeez. or so. So Man, that is a and lot like was, running a football team. I mean, yeah, it is. You let you let all the and, hooligans out. They're gonna be peeing on stuff and screwing each other and, and just getting in all kinds <laughs> of trouble. Football you team, know? Do you have? <laughs> what kind of football? Have a mess. <laughs> 
they're going to ride. But my, Austin, my assistant, is actually uh, leaving this fall. He's moving to Nashville. So um, it'll be just me. So I won't, probably won't ever have 50 again, I don't think. Oh, man. Well, I'll probably hover in that 25 range. I got you. From here on out. Be me and Mr. Dennis and Mr. anybody Dennis. else that thinks they're cool enough to hang out, you know. You're going to have to keep Mr. Dennis's parking tickets paid up if you're going to keep him through the wintertime. I'm telling you what. We're working on getting his driver license back. We went up there before I left, and, and the lady's like, you know, he's got to take the written test and, God. and the dri- driving test again. I said, ma'am, the man's 60 years old. Like, and then I turned around, Mr. D. I was like, Mr. D. Cars when he was a kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mr. D. Can you read good? He said, Yeah, uh huh. Okay, you know, I don't, I don't, I was buying all that. So, what do you studying. do when you come to a stop sign? Slow down and look both ways. <laughs> <laughs> no, you stop. <laughs> now you roll it. No, so we're gonna get his driver license back, man. We got all of his tickets paid up. And, awesome. Um, he, he's almost in the clear on that deal. <laughs> but for anybody that don't know, Mr. Dennis is um, a guy that works for me. He's kind of my right-hand man. He cuts all the grass and throws birds and cleans kennels. And he's really a, just a fabulous guy. But he, he did is. get – He's the glue, He man. did have uh, – yeah, but he did have uh, insurance and parking tickets from like 2016 that he hadn't paid and <laughs> – he got pulled over and got picked up. So. It's kind of interesting, you know, of all the things that you can, you know, have to contend with and wrestle with, that just probably wasn't a variable that you really had planned well, for. It, I, I will say, I'm not just picking on Mr. D. Because, no, heck no. Because I have also been in a similar situation in life um, with with a non-moving violation. Uh, I went to buy Lindia deer rifle for a birthday that Uh-oh. she absolutely did not want i just thought it i kind of wanted the rifle and so i coaxed the kids into thinking <laughs> that she wanted it so i got the kids all excited about it that way when i gave her the rifle you had this army the, of excitement yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids were excited and she would just her face would sink and and then it yeah. would be her that was the bad guy <laughs> yeah, of me. yeah yeah it didn't ever occur to me until it was her birthday and i was watching her commiserate there is a real crummy thing to do to make your spouse be the bad guy on their own birthday. Like, like, but in the process of buying this rifle, as if, you know, this wasn't the first clue, this is how stubborn and dumb I am. I got turned away at the background check <laughs> and I was like, huh? Yeah. And the guy, the guy goes, uh, I don't know. You need to call the court clerk in Somerville. Cause that's where your residence is. And they can contact the court clerk in green County, Arkansas. And, I can get you the details. And I'm like, what? So I call the court clerk. Court clerk calls Arkansas. Arkansas gets, I finally get on this telephone with somebody. And they're like, yeah, you got a, uh, says it's a public nuisance ticket from 2003. I'm like, do you take card over the <laughs> <What>? phone? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, so what do I do? need to do? And the lady said, honestly, I'm not sure. If you come in here, there's a bench warrant for your arrest and your license has been revoked. <laughs> She goes, you might not want to come in here. You might not want to come over here. (laughs) She said, they'll put you in jail. Oh, my God. And I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, let me do a little research. She calls O'Keen, and O'Keen calls Pocahontas back. And 
here, you know, when I was in college going to Black River, there was a little husband-wife duo that were uh, basically volunteer police. They didn't have a speedometer, and that, uh, like a gun, you know, radar gun, and they didn't have a ticket book. And so all they were, all they could write was a public nuisance ticket. And I was so irritated that when they, they wrote me this public nuisance ticket, told me I was going over the speed limit, and I asked them how they could tell, and they said, well, they could just tell. And so they wrote this ticket, and it was God, had a little, little ink stamp on the top of it. Man, I crumbled it up and chunked it in the back seat. You know, I was college yeah, you kid thought, going duck hunting. Like, I didn't need that. Here I am as a married man with three kids. I came past the background test to buy my wife a rifle she didn't want. <laughs> so, anyways, that, that's my that's my Mr. Dennis. is uh, I am not hi-hatting Mr. Dennis because oh, I'm no, in there, yeah. too. <laughs> I, I asked Mr. D, I like, Mr. D, why didn't you just pay him? He just said, I don't know. He, he didn't give me no answer. You know? <laughs> just, uh, all right, so I go up there, and like, I'm going to pay him and let him work him off. And he pulls out a wad of cash out of his pocket <laughs> and a choke a mule. I was like, God, man. Choke a mule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's pure gold. Death, but we're about to get him. He is, man. He's off. He could also drop yep. a duck in a five-gallon bucket from 100 yards away. Oh, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Every time. Every time. He's a bullseye. The golden shoulder. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, so so are y'all going to talk about Canada or in, we, enough about old Master National? I want to hear about killing some ducks. I mean, we, we can talk about it just a little bit, but, uh, I mean – Basically, we just kind of got close to where they wanted to be, and they flew around. We quack, quack, quacked at a little bit. They got low on the ground. We shot them in the face. I mean, <laughs> man, it was. Did, 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 do what? You take the brood R? I did. I did. Uh, yep. They liked that. Uh, they, uh, it was tough, really tough, to be honest. Uh, most of the potholes and stuff that held a little bit of water was all planted. And, uh, I've been up there in years where it was dry enough where they could actually just mow the cattails and stuff and, and, and they'll bail it for some of their cows. They, they run it through like shredders and add protein to it. But this year it was so dry that not only that were they not, they, they weren't bailing cattails. They had actually, uh, disked, all the almost all the potholes under and planted them mm. and so one particular guy i know um real well up there he he farms about seven or eight sections and he told me that on Jeez. one section alone one sec so one section 640 acres on one section alone that he owned he planted an extra 240 acres this year that was normally slow or water Oh my God! And you'd think, you know, at first blush, you'd think, well, that's they probably love that because you know that's 240 acres they weren't tilling the year before. But I mean, whereas they normally have 50, 60 bushel to the acre yields, they were like five, yeah, bushels to the acre, eight bushels to the acre. I mm. mean, it's it's devastating drought up there, oh, man. And uh, when it's like that, there's there's in our area there's a couple of big reservoirs, and the ducks would were there but not as many ducks as normally are and when they're when there's lots of little water they're spread out and so they they fly around a little bit more you know but in those big reservoirs there's plenty of invertebrates especially when it's real shallow like that and 
it was shoot, it was in the eighties several days that we were there. Yeah. So Wow. There were a couple <clears throat> groups of ducks we watched the whole time we were there. They never flew. You know, eight nine days. They just, just stayed on the water. There's no reason the for them to. The water they were getting cold. They didn't have to eat the same right. way. And yeah, I mean, you would, there'd be a combine in a field, and you'd think the whole thing was on fire, just because there was so much dust getting mm-hmm. kicked up for them. Mm-hmm. One night it was on fire, it, but <laughs> do what? Adam? I guess I guess when it's that warm that they they kind of eat bugs more than they do grain too. I would imagine. Huh? I've definitely heard people say that, and and I you know. I don't know if I full tilt believe that, but what I do believe is ducks are about the laziest critter that God made, second to maybe a sloth. And so I just know that they won't do anything that they don't have to do. I mean, you know, they just don't. I mean, so I think they eat bugs and sit on the water because they can, you know. I mean, yep. uh, <laughs> I don't really – I mean, not to oversimplify it, but – um. I don't feel like they really fly out to eat grain good until they just are out of other other food sources. I mean, just, I, you know. See, it's the reason you don't see them dry feeding in Arkansas is they just don't have to. I mean, yeah, they will. You you know, like this year in February, you get a big old deep freeze and two feet of snow, and they're, you know, landing on the median and on 385, you know, trying to yeah. get anything <laughs> That green. was unreal. You know, I mean, that's – but that's who they are. They're yeah. they're just opportunistic, lazy critters. They just ain't going to do what they don't have to. So Makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I'm a lot like a duck. <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> Can relate. Oh, for sure. But, man, it was it was great. It made, it made the times when we got them that much better. It did, for sure. For no. sure. And they And they got some – they got some good weather right after we left, and so I don't know if you've noticed, but like TJ's been just thumping them pretty good uh, for the four mm-hmm. or five days after we left, and hell, he was struggling kind of like we were. I mean, killing a few, but you don't go to Canada to shoot, you know, twelve pintails and six, you know, hen mallards. I mean, you, you go up there to make a pile that looks like Trump's wall between America and Mexico, you know. And uh, so your your expectations are kind of high, and uh, but they they got the weather they needed, and and that's good. That'll that'll definitely help out. That'll push some of those colored up ducks down. Yeah. So I I have noticed where TJ's killed them the last few days. Mm-hmm. So. Did y'all see that retrieve that Rip made? Yeah, oh, that was awesome on Instagram. Snatched Wasn't that cool, him. man? And it was what great a cool retrieve. Yeah. He took that money cash. He's that giving that left angle back, you know. And I was like, look at him go. And then he left all, all four feet. I was like, man, that's cool right there. Yeah, that's super so, cool. That'll fire a dog man up. That's oh, right. gosh, yeah. Fired that's me right. up. This looked like Odell going back there. Snag. <laughs> Got him. Odell. Odell who? Man, those, <laughs> are the, those are the little moments that you just – you. We don't get to keep dogs long enough, Adam. You'll have that forever. But those are the little moments that you mm-hmm. just hang on to. You're exactly right. Rob, we don't get to keep them long enough. We sure don't. Rob came to my office today and said something about Brooke, and I said, "Yeah, she just." And we started. I started telling little stories about pictures on my walls and stuff, and it and it. You just you just feels like yesterday that she was a puppy, and and yeah. they just. I don't. Un- that's won't be one of my first questions I ask the good Lord when we get to heaven. Is ten years just ain't long enough, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 
She's a good one from what I can tell watching on the videos and stuff. She's a go getter. She's all right. She 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 could be better. She but she's mine. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she she will be Stitch's grandmother. Is that, am I right on that? That's right. Yep. 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 She's well, Stitch's sis. Ugh. Sis's grandmother. That's right. Mm-hmm. I call her sister, sister. Good. Did y'all figure out what you're going to say to her to make her sit? Mm-mm. Not yet. <laughs> so I'm going to brag on Adam for just a second because dog men are, uh, there's a lot of them that are like taxidermists. You know, they take entirely too long, charge you too much money, and, and, and you don't. <laughs> You don't really get what you wanted Sounds out like of it. Sounds like he likes taxes, uh, and dog men. No, I mean, I, I, I got I got great friends in on both, both sides. Both yeah. sides. I mean, there's you know, it's a, it's but you know a, the ones. It is yeah. what it is. You know, but uh, but I, I Kirk was all nervous about where to send sis, and I was like, you know, I think this Adam guy is going to be all right. I'm, I'm I'm getting good vibes, and and after a couple months, kind of being friends, knowing him, I said, "Yeah, Adam's the guy. You need to send sis down there." We had a con- me and Adam had a conversation about British dogs versus American dogs, and he was like, "Man, Spence." He was like, "They're all just dogs," and I was like, "Okay, he- you'll be all right." <laughs> and, uh, good dogs are good dogs. That's right. So what Mister well, D says. So 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 sis been down there like less than a month, and I asked Kirk. I said, uh, "Hey, how's how's sis doing?" He said, "Oh, she's pretty good." He said, hey, speaking of that, let me ask you a question Adam asked me. I said, all right. And he said, he said her name ain't going to work when she gets out there a long ways and he needs to give her the sit command. He thinks sit and sis are too similar. Yeah. And I was like, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. I'll, I'll be <laughs> Like, Kirk. Uh, what, what, I, what I really told him was, all right, so when the barks come out, we, you know, we come to watch. They see the birds fall. Silent. Blue. Rowdy, Chief, whatever that dog's name is, that's to go get that bird you seen fall. Right. Well, if they if they go to leave early, what do we tell them? Yes. Sit. sit. All right. So we're gonna send her on sit. How are we gonna get her to stay on sit? Well, Oof. so the point it, 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 we, you said it better than I did, but the point of the story was to say. That's a mighty fine human being. Pick up the telephone, call a guy, and be like, "Hey, this puppy you just paid a bunch of money for that she thinks rock star. Like, you got a weird name, dog." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I respect so that too. I, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I, that was that was a long story to brag on you, Adam. I mean, that, that's a mighty. That's a. It's going to be a problem down the road. But <laughs> that decision don't have to be made today. But down the road, we're going to have to decide what's going to be the release for her to go get the bird. Yep. And it can be, it can be hunt, it can be go, it can be anything, but it just don't need to start with an SI. I think so we need to for everybody that gets a new dog and you're going to play the retriever games with it, duck hunt. Don't try to avoid the S name because it's just shit and there's literally only one yeah, word I, was, I can I was think like, of. What, what, go ahead, Adam. What are the others? <laughs> Uh, the, Do I know? <laughs> no, we were just kidding about what the other S possibilities are. Uh, <laughs> they get that one a lot, say. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we need to go to a, like a skeet shoot and see how, you know, the the guys who are real fancy, like five-stand shooters, none of them say pull. They all have a, you know, or a, all oh, right, yeah. or a, okay, or it's like they the, all got something. It's, it's like, like the T-ball umpire who's yeah. like, right. Yeah, like got, we need to find something really good for sis. I mean, listen, right. 
or something. When they when they were asking about names for for sis, they were asking. My entrance was was Tammy. <laughs> Tammy. I want I want a bird dog named Tammy because I want you to hear the screen door slamming on the trailer when she comes out. <laughs> Just like <laughs> bird dog or lab. Tammy. <laughs> What? Hey, good dog's uh, a good dog. Oh, gosh. Hey, Tammy, Tammy would be fine. You know, I, can, I can hear myself right there. Good. Way out there. Good. Tammy! <laughs> there she <you> goes. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, the, you got to put the inflection in your voice. Tammy! You know? yeah. Yeah. Style points do Just matter. Just like calling it, That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, oh, man. But no. We do have to come up with something, but you know that's just my my tip, my dog training tip. Don't name your dog something that starts with an S. Mm-hmm. So, like in the past, my little girls named the dog Swayze, and I sent it on Way instead of Sway. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Interesting. That's a good idea. Well, you know, we yeah we've rabbit trailed pretty good. Uh, yeah, and I need. I ain't heard the bagels. <laughs> Rob's Rob's got comfortable. He's, he's way back from the bagel button. So, uh, man, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, Adam. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I'm a better person for mm. for listening to what you got to say. So, well, man, you need some better friends, buddy. <laughs> I'm getting real close to the age, Adam, where I'm too old to find new ones. So. You're the newest one that I'm hanging out with these days, so you better just hang in there because I'm not in the trading in uh, part of life anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna brag. I'm gonna brag on Adam real quick, and I hope this doesn't set a precedent for you, buddy. But so he's been he's been real like checking in on baby updates, seeing how she's doing, everything like that. Last time I came to see him, and he sent me with home with diapers. Oh, we did. And the whole deal, just like, man, I got you. And what, what kind, what kind do you want? Because I know she's got a type, and like, that's a thoughtful human being. Dang I didn't, it. I didn't deserve that at all. Golly. So I appreciate you <laughs> looking out for me, pal. Well, don't don't feel like you're something special, Robbie. I just love people. So. <laughs> well, I wish you I wish you'd ease up on that. You make me look bad. I really don't like people, and I didn't get Rob anything for his <laughs> other than, hey, Rob, get back to work. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Well. She's an absolute doll, Rob, and I know you're proud of her, buddy. Congratulations. I am. Liz and Liz has been a true champion, so it's been it's been good. I went up to uh went up to Canada and left her at home with the baby. I thought she was gonna be able to go see family, but you know, sickness and other stuff like that prevented it. So she was at home watching that baby by her eight week old and I'm up in Canada going, <laughs> yeah. But she was awesome. Well, yeah. The key still works. Yeah, I left I left mine for three weeks, and them women are a lot tougher than we are. Let's just call oh, it. Oh, yeah. gosh. Lord <laughs> Let's mercy. just stipulate that from Shoot. the beginning. Ain't no doubt about yeah. that. I come home from Canada, and mine had to go to Ohio for a couple of days, and I, like, I was home six hours, and I was like, I don't have anything to eat. I don't have anything. To eat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> oh, ain't no bugs left in this pond to eat. That's exactly <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, Adam, good to talk to you, buddy. And uh, I guess we're going to see you in, what, two weeks? One week? Eight days. Yeah. Eight days. Next Friday. One week from That's tomorrow. Right. One week from Friday, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Awesome. Good deal. Well, I wore my I wore my waders today. We trained dogs in at the pond, and we did a little hunting type stuff, and I, I put my waders on. And there you go. Whatever. It's a good dream. Deal. So. 
Good deal. Yeah. Looking right. forward to seeing y'all, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. The shin, shin tour will be fun. That will be fun. All right. Sleep Appreciate good, buddy. Having you, me on. you got an early morning. Thank you for joining us. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all. All right. Be good. That is good. That is a fine human being. He is. I mean, there are there are a few people in life where, like you said, where every time you're around them, you just feel like, yeah, wow, I got all the benefit from that. I wonder what they got. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope I made them laugh one time exactly. because I did not. <laughs> you know, just about the, the process and the other stuff, and this is how you do things, this is how you don't do things, and it just it's infectious. Mm-hmm. And And – He's been a huge encouragement to me at being a father and being a girl dad and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And it's, man, I mean, every, sure he checks not. on me once or twice a week. That's crazy. Whether or not I text him or not, he's he either calls me from the truck or. That's crazy. That's that's just. Something that's always cool about that is because, like, that takes, like, you crossed his mind. Mm-hmm. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like. And he's a busy man. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. downplayed it, but he passed 11 to 13 dogs. Yeah. And well, that's a big he passed thing. eleven out of twelve. Eleven out of twelve. Let's because, put it that way. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And that's a that's a big dang deal. And yeah. he he's not going to beat his chest about it. No. And, but I'm going to beat it for him. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. Beat his phenomenal. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that just got weird. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's wrap it up. Three peckered puppy over here. Just, you know, well, on that mouth. note, we'll see, <laughs> see you guys <laughs> episode of the Rolling You stayed this long and I